this July 19th picks edition of the MLB Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Circa Sports. Circa Sports is back with their Circa Survivor and Circa Millions contests. $14 million are up for grabs. Get all the details at circasports.com. Welcome, everybody, to the MLB Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. My name is Malcolm Bamford, coming to you from Newcastle upon Tyne in the northeast of England. Today is Tuesday, July the 18th. We have a full card of MLB action for Wednesday, July the 19th. And uh, three good men to attack it. Uh, first of all, uh, we have Mr. Scott Reichel. Scott, um, you were getting more stick for your hospital gown today. That's two weeks running. What's happening there? Uh, I don't know. It's comfortable. That's all <laughs> yeah, I got to really. say about that. You know, you don't care, do you? Um, and the third, third leg tonight. Um, on his holidays, I believe. Um, I spotted different. I spotted the different wallpaper. Uh, it's <laughs> yeah. Mr. Lonte Smith. Lonte, nice wallpaper. What's happening? Yeah, man, appreciate it. Uh, doing well. Looking forward to breaking down the car. Got some interesting matchups. Um, looking forward to getting into what you got. So. Yeah, we had a good night last night, actually. The Monday night games, I think I went six and two. Um, still waiting for the Giants game to finish. That starts in about 35 minutes. There's two innings left in that uh, to try and cash my lock. So we've got to manage to drag a lock out over two days. Um, the boys and girls were queuing at the door here in the comments section. TV DBJ was in first. Well done. Jay Millie's here as well. Uh, anybody else wants to tell us anything? in the comments uh, on YouTube, by all means, shout up. And if you haven't joined us live, um, why not? Uh, you're missing out. The, the shows are always scheduled. Uh, so get involved. Um, full slate for Wednesday. Uh, lots of days ball, I think, for me to get involved in, which is good. And we've got lines on the majority of the games, 11 or 12, I think. Um, maybe three TBD pitches, but uh, not too bad, so plenty for us to get our teeth into. And we will start with a 12.35, nice and early, um, Eastern first pitch, the Cleveland Guardians and the Pittsburgh Pirates. Aaron Savale for Cleveland. And it's Dick Mountain Day, left-handed pitcher. Rich Hill goes for Pittsburgh. Minus 125 on the Guardians, plus 105 on Pittsburgh. Total set at nine. Um, Aaron Savale, three and two. 265 ERA, great numbers for Savali. Um, he is now the subject of the trade talks that were all sort of focused on Shane Bieber before, before Bieber picked up this little injury that's knocked him out uh, for maybe 10 days, maybe more. Uh, but Aaron Savali has quietly got about his business. Um, and um, the Cleveland fans, I don't think will be thrilled, actually, that he's sort of been thrust into the spotlight. Um, but, he's, yeah, he's been really good. Um, he's... 264 ERA in his last five. He's got a 169 road ERA. Everywhere you looked um, here, it was just ticks in boxes for Savali. Unfortunately, because of the Guardians, that's where a lot of the ticks in boxes end. Um, they did snap the four-game losing streak um, against Pittsburgh on Monday, scoring 11 runs. They'd scored 10 runs in that four-game losing streak and then put 11 up um, in one game. Just shows you kind of the folly of what we're trying to handicap here. Um, typically with Cleveland, Savali doesn't get much help from the lineup. Uh, Rich Hill, seven and nine on the year, four seventy-six ERA, um, and I think it's safe to say he's lost it. He had a few good starts early on. He, he kind of went as Pittsburgh were going. Um, he was holding it together while Pittsburgh were going quite well. Not so much lately. He gives up minimum three and often a couple more. Uh, Cleveland aren't as good versus left-handed pitching, which kind of fits okay with the standard picks of Cleveland to win. I think they're a great price, minus 125. They're the better team with a better pitcher. And the, the, I'll take the under as well. Um, they hit 11 last night, but they can revert back to type. Um, and like I say, the left-handed pitchers' numbers are a little bit lower as well. So your standard Guardians pick, they make it too easy for us. Um, Cleveland will win, and this one will go under Scott. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm going to go with Cleveland in the spot. I've been low on Rich Hill for a while. Uh, it's not his fault that he's up there in years, but unfortunately for him, his stuff isn't that great anymore, uh, mostly because of the lack of overall velocity and the fact that he really has an issue with walks. He's been walking a lot of guys for the last couple of months. 
Cleveland's very patient at the plate, so it's not exactly a good combo there for Hill to deal with. But I think when you're looking at Savali's numbers, he's been solid this season, and Cleveland, once again, has been playing better baseball in comparison to Pittsburgh. I'll go with the Guardians here at a pretty cheap price. Okey-doke. Two for two on Cleveland, Lante. Yeah, I'm with you guys. Uh, you outlined it pretty. Both of you guys outlined it perfectly for me. Um, the patience is the key thing that I thought Scott brought up. The patience at the plate and uh, Richio having, you know, problems with the walks. Uh, Pittsburgh is also hitting 207 versus righties in their last 10. Hitting 201, um, hitting 201 uh, and averaging 2.3.2. Um, runs at home uh, against against righties also. So, I mean, it all points to the Guardians, man. They've covered six of the last 10 run lines. They're also 25 and 23 on the run line on the road. Yeah, I think this price is cheap. Uh, Savale's been pretty good. Um, Mal, you mentioned off the numbers. Uh, I, I would probably play them on the run line and get better bang for your book also. I think they can win by multiple runs here. Yeah, fair enough. I completely agree. 105 Eastern first pitch is the LA Dodgers and the Baltimore Orioles. Julio Arias goes for the Dodgers and Dean Kramer draws the start for Baltimore. Minus 150 on the Dodgers, plus 125 on Baltimore. I've seen nines and nine and a halves rounding about uh, for the total here. Uh, Lonte, Dodgers broke Baltimore's eight game winning skid last night. Um, How's this going to go on Wednesday? Yeah, so I think both teams are playing extremely well. Uh, both teams have, uh, well, I guess it's winners of like eight of the last ten uh, with the Dodgers breaking that streak. Uh, Baltimore really good at home. Uh, Dodgers a few games above 500 on the road. Offensively, I think both teams have been playing like extremely good ba- baseball, probably better than, than most teams have. Um, I couldn't pick a side really, but what I'm going to do is going to go to the over Um I got nine at plus money. I don't know if that's what you see him out, but um, that's what I got early on in the day. I still would like it at nine and a half. I think both teams can score, you know, north of five runs. They've combined to score 13 and a half earned runs per nine in their last 10, um, each with eight plus hits uh, in that time frame. Um, Arias, he's been pretty good his last two starts, um, two earned runs combined. He went six innings in both games. Um, but this is also the best offense he's played, you know, since he's been back. So he'll have to get adjusted there. Um, Kramer, I think we talk about Kramer a, a lot here. Uh, he's, you know, good in his last two starts also. He also allowed two earned runs combined. Uh, much like Urias, he hasn't faced a, a tough lineup um, outside of, you know, Toronto back in June 13th. He's had seven plus Ks in four of his last five, pitched six plus in three of those also. Um, but, you know, Kramer's problem is he allows a long ball. He's allowed a home run in eight of his last 11 starts, two plus in four of those. So I think both offenses can get to the pitcher. So I'm going to go over here um, on the nine or nine and a half, whichever you can find. But I think nine is is a pretty fair number um, to get still out there, available to bit. Yeah, that's fair enough. Um, Scott? Yeah, I'm going to look at the first five under, actually. I do like, I do like the current form both pitchers are in. Uh, Urias has been good lately. Last two starts, 12 innings, four total hits allowed, two total runs allowed. And Kramer's been solid lately as well. So I think you're going to see both pitchers perform pretty well early on. Now, Baltimore's bullpen's the one that actually imploded yesterday. But the point is, I do have some question marks about the bullpen for the Dodgers. And maybe in some cases, Baltimore's. But with Urias and with and with uh, Kramer's recent forms, I think this first five total might be a little bit too high. I'm going to go with the first five under. And now this has worked out beautifully because um, I've taken a little bit of both of your handicaps here. My pick is the first five under um, for the reasons Scott just gave out. This was a really good game last night. This was just two good baseball teams playing a good game of baseball. It was really good. It was really good to watch. Um, yeah, the Baltimore. The, it just happened really quickly. It wasn't kind of a, a death by a thousand paper cuts implosion. One minute they were kind of in control and then bang, all of a sudden they weren't. Uh, Rodriguez sort of went to the well once too often um, with that high fastball and, and Taylor took him deep and that was the end of it. But yeah, it was a good game. I enjoyed it. Um, I like both offences, but I do like both starting pitchers. Um, we talked a couple of days ago that Baltimore are very live uh, late in games. So yeah, first five under, but I think um, it wouldn't be su- surprised me if there was some fireworks later on, um, and um, the long take could crash us over as well. But yeah, my pick is going to be the first five under. Uh, we will go to a two o five Eastern first pitch between the Texas Rangers. Sorry, it's the Tampa Bay Rays at the Texas Rangers. Um, 
this is one of the off-the-board games. It's TBD for Tampa Bay. I haven't seen anyone listed at all. John Gray was for Texas, no line. Scott, you seem to be getting all the TBD pitches this week. Um, do you have much on this one? Not really. Uh, with Tampa, you know that they can get creative at times, but the point is that actually knowing who they're going to use, I don't know if I can actually give out a play on this one. I do think at first glance, though, I would be looking at maybe taking the race first five team total over or maybe just fading gray in some capacity. He's been okay lately, but he hasn't been great. Last three starts, 18 innings pitched, and he's allowed, what is that, uh, 13 runs allowed. So the point is he's not exactly been in great form, and Tampa's offense is good enough to capitalize at times. Uh, recently been a little bit underwhelming, but I do think, once again, with Gray's numbers, his overall season numbers might be kind of masking some of the recent issues. Gray's also been a bit underwhelming at home as he has a 4.47 ERA at home. I'm going to lean to Tampa on a team total, but once again, without actually having a certain price and really without knowing who's starting for Tampa, I don't know if I can really give out something on the full side, but I am tempted by that Tampa first five team total over. Uh, Lonte, do you have much on this? Uh, not much, but uh, I'm agreeing with you in a sense, Scott. I, I like the over period, uh, of course, depending upon the pitcher. Um, I think Texas was playing really well uh, coming out of the break. They needed to, to get some wins routed off. Tampa still struggling. I'm kind of worried about them down the stretch right now uh, with how they look. But it was a good comeback win last night for um, for Texas. Uh, so I'm going to keep riding Texas as long as the pitcher isn't um, – you know, it can't be McClanahan. I think McClanahan's later on this week. But, yeah, outside of McClanahan and Eflin, I, I'm not really afraid of any Tampa pitcher here. So I probably lean to Texas and lean to the over. McClanahan went last night and was last absolutely night, that's great what I mean. until uh, Texas got him late on or, uh, and won that one three to two. Yeah, Tampa Bay is scuffling. I haven't got much on this apart from just a few sort of little nuggets to throw out. Uh, Tampa offense, only 3.6 runs per game in the last 12 um, just, uh, John Gray has been a, a problem giving multi-home runs uh, and multi-walks um, in several of his starts uh, Josh Jung is raking he's hitting over 300 uh, for his last 22 games um, so yeah I, I mean I've got Tampa Bay down as a potential pick or certainly as a team total I think I think the team total is the only viable bet we can give out at the moment uh, Texas have started well hit for so um, not an awful lot to go on then Um Cultural references, boys. Can you tell me what uh, is it? Tech Nine. We're talking about Lundy's beard. What's the situation here? Nah, he's just he's just a rap, he's just a rapper. That, uh, oh, okay, right. Sure, gotta, yeah. yeah. If you if you Google search it, you you'll see what he's talking about. Uh, my old white man game hasn't stretched to the uh, to to do an awful lot of rap music. Although I did dance to uh, at the Afro Caribbean party a couple of weeks ago. You'd have enjoyed my dancing, Lundy. Uh, I'm sure it was very on point. Um, let me tell you about Circus Sports and the two smashing contests. Uh, Circa Millions and the Circus Survivor, 14 million up in guaranteed prizes. The Circa Millions, five NFL picks against the spread each week. And in the Survivor contest, pick a different Moneyline winner each week. You can enter in Vegas and play from anywhere. The SGPN boys will be out there last week in August. Uh, go to circusports.com for all of the details. That is circusports.com. Okay, we move on to 2.15 Eastern, first pitch. Um, off the board again, Miami Marlins at the St. Louis Cardinals. Sandy Alcantara for Miami. TBD for St. Louis. And again, I haven't seen a, um, a pitcher listed at all today. No odds. Um, Alcantara is getting better. Uh, his numbers are heading in the right direction. He's 3-8 and eight now, 4.64 ERA. Um Another good start last time out, um, but another loss. This is part of the issue. Alcantara's getting better, but Miami aren't doing him an awful lot of favours. Um, Luis Arias has dipped down to 378. Now that cost for 400 just running out of steam. Uh, St. Louis have been a lot better lately. Scott's favourite team. They've won three in a row. Um, Aaron has been raking, hit 321 with four homers in his last eight games. So Aaron props might be um, the dish of the day. Um, I think St. Louis can beat Alcantara unless they roll somebody out like Stephen Matz, in which case I'll pivot. But um, given a kind of equal matchup, my, my lean at the moment would be St. Louis rather than Miami. Miami on a great form at all. Um, so we'll have to see how that one shakes out. But um, there's other games we can handicap more fully than this one. Uh, Lonte, do you have much on Miami at St. Louis? 
Uh, not much, but I'm going to lean to Sandy. I've been pretty much on him every road start. Uh, he's been better on the road than at home. Even when he was struggling, he was mostly struggling at home and, and not on the road. He's two earned runs or less in four of his last six road starts. He's pitching against solid, solid offenses also. Um, Baltimore, Philadelphia, Atlanta, Boston, Toronto, all uh, pretty good offenses that he's faced and did a pretty good job in them. Um, both teams playing well offensively, so I'll probably look at an over depending on who the pitcher is, like you said. Um, 10 hits per in the last 10. That's 10 hits for each. 5.7 um, runs per nine for both teams. So I think that, you know, the over is a good play here. And I wouldn't be surprised if, if Miami wins the game. I mean, St. Louis, they beat up on Washington and, and the White Sox. So, I mean, really not impressed with, with their 6-4 and four record in their last 10, but having those two guys on the schedule – I mean, those two teams on the schedule. So, I'll, I'll lean to Miami just kind of waiting to see what the pitcher is to, to see what the number is um, going to be for Sandy. Uh, Scott St. Louis on the charge. They've won three in a row. Are they going to keep it going? Yeah, they've been better lately. I believe I leaned to the Cardinals in the first game of the series, and they actually got it done. But I'm going to go with the Cardinals once again. I don't think this team is very good, but I will acknowledge when teams have, are starting to play better and Miami's kind of falling apart right now. So I don't exactly want to do much with Miami at this point in time. Alcantara's numbers are still not great overall. You know, I know he's still been maybe a little bit better lately, but hit or miss for the most part. I'm going to take St. Louis, though, once again, with Miami's recent form and with how they've played since the All-Star break. I really want nothing to do with them. So I'm going to lean to the Cardinals by default. Okay, can we just take – we need to take a moment here. We've got a real man of DJ and shout out to King Toots Parley from last night. It was his daughter's birthday, and he hit the following. Uh, Otani home run, uh, Nerfy in the Seattle Twins, Garrett Cooper over one and a half hits and runs and ribbies, Cody Bellinger over half a base, Kerry Carpenter over one and a half Hits, runs, and ribbies um, for a price of plus 2,336. That's a hell of a birthday gift. Isn't it? Yeah. Did you declare your money to uh, to the authorities, like your wife and daughter, or did you just pocket it all, which would have been the sensible option? So, yeah. Beautiful. Well done. Congratulations. We like to hear uh, about a big price winner. Yeah. Uh, let's find some more. Three Tennyson first pitch is the Houston Astros at the Colorado Rockies. Brandon Bielak for Houston and Austin Gomba, left-handed pitcher for Colorado. Houston are minus 166. Colorado are plus 140. The total, get this, 13. It's giant. Uh, Lonte, big old total. Are you, you going to get there? Yeah, I'm going to stay away from that. Um, I, I really don't have a, an opinion on the total, but I do like Houston. Uh, Houston's in good form right now, man. They're 1-6 of last 10, 27 and 20 on the road. Uh, I'm not really a believer in um, in the Rockies, although Gomber has been pretty good, actually. He's two earned runs um, in each of his last four starts, all against you know below-average offenses, but, I mean, he's still pitching well. Um, they've struggled as of late as a whole, set one, lost seven of the last 10, three earned runs or less, um, in three of their last five games. So offensive, offensively, they've been taking a hit. Uh, Houston's hitting 260 versus lefties this year. They're actually hitting 342 versus lefties in their last 10, seven earned runs per nine. So that's one of the things that swayed me in the direction of Houston. I like them on the run line. Uh, they swept the two games set earlier in the month, covering both run lines. Um, I, I think they're in better form right now. Nothing against Gomber, which he's been pretty good. I just don't trust the Colorado Rockies offense. Uh, against Belak, he, he's been a bit inconsistent, but again, you know Colorado's offense is not, you know, world beaters. I think he'll be fine there. So I, I like Houston here, and I, I like him on the run line. I like him on the money line. Okay, so everything Houston related for Lonte Scott. Yeah, for me, I'm going to go with Houston. Uh, I just think at the end of the day, they're the much better team, and Colorado did uh, win two out of three against the Yankees. I didn't think they looked very good in most of those games. The Yankees just can't hit, and they proved it again in the game yesterday that they lost to the Angels. But still, I think when you're looking at the Astros, this team is just really built offensively with or without Altuve and Alvarez. They're just a freight train, and they should have swept over the weekend against the Angels, but they blew that massive lead they had on Saturday. So the Astros are in great form. I will acknowledge, though, Gomber has been better lately. So if I was going to actually take any potential play on Colorado, it would, it would be a first five play if I had to. But I do think over the course of these nine innings, even if Gomber pitches well, I have no faith at all in this Rockies bullpen. But the Astros are a very good baseball team. They're trying to come back in that division, and Colorado's got nothing to play for at this point. So I'll go with Houston to get the job done. Pretty 
uh, expensive price, maybe for my standards, a minus 160 and change, but I understand it, and you can argue that it should be a lot higher because of how much of a differential there are between these teams. I'm going to take Houston. Um, I'm going to take Colorado again. Uh, I know I did last night. They're going to win one of these two games, so either the Tuesday night game, if you're listening live, or they're going to win tomorrow. Um, Belak is fine. Um, he's okay. As uh, pitched two innings in course and gave up four hits and two in runs in 2021, fairly small sample, but you know, you just don't know. But you, know, you don't know how he's going to go, frankly. Um, and you kind of know how Gomba's going to go. Um, four straight games of two earned runs. Um, and Colorado were four and one in his last five. They don't win many. I also think that total's far too high because we kind of mocked this uh, game with Gomba last week. Um, did they win one to nothing? Well, they were one to nothing up for him a large period of that game where the total was giant as well. So I think that just the total's too high. Um, and of the two sides, I would take like I would take Colorado, definitely to win one of these two games. Uh, they might even win both, but if we get one over the line, um, that'll make us profit. And I do think Colorado can take one of them, so I'll take them um, again uh, to beat Houston on Wednesday. Okay, let's go to a 3.37 Eastern. First pitch between the Boston Red Sox and the Oakland Athletics. My guy, Brian Bellow, goes for Boston. And left-handed pitcher, Ken Waldichuk, is on the bump for Oakland. Prices are minus 225 on Bellow, plus 188 for Waldichuk. Total is set at nine, Scott. Yeah, I'm going to go with the Red Sox run line. I'm not going to overcomplicate this. I think that uh, Bello is a very, very good pitcher. And you're looking at Waldachuk, and he is not. But it's mostly just the fact that Boston's in great form. Oakland is, of course, the worst team in the league. Or they're up there. I'm not sure if they're officially worse than Kansas City at this point or if they're pretty close. I think they are still worse than Kansas City. Uh, they are by two games. But anyway, point is, I do think Boston's a much better team. And Bellow's made me a lot of money this year. So I'm going to go with the Red Sox run line. Yeah, it did seem like a, a straightforward handicap. I'm going to stay away from the Oakland first five again. Um, <laughs> it was all Boston. Boston team total, Boston run line. Um, a little tip of the captain, Nick Pavetta. 13 strikeouts in relief last night. Uh, franchise record, um, which was pretty impressive. Boston themselves have been impressive. They won 11 of 13. Now they have the best record in baseball uh, since the start of July. Um hitting 307 as a team over the last 13 games as well. So, yeah, lots of positives. And Bellow on the mound has been absolutely great. Um, Oakland are now in their third losing streak of eight games or more of the season, which is pretty impressive. So, yeah, just give me anything Boston-related to you, uh, Lonte. Yeah, I'm with you guys. Uh, I'm definitely not laying the 220, but the run line, I would probably look for just the run line, maybe two and a half for, for Boston, especially with Bellow on the mound. Uh, they're hitting 260 against lefties on the season, 312 in the last 10, six earned runs per nine. Uh, Boston, I mean, hottest team in baseball right now. Uh, I think I was we were on them before the All-Star break, and then coming out of it, I thought they would be one of the better suited teams uh, with how their schedule is set up, and they'll be able to get some more um, some more easy wins like, like this series they have right now. So, yeah, man, like Scott said, not going to think it. Bellow. Incredible. Two earned runs or less in four of his last five starts, and he's pitched six-plus in all five. He's going to go deep into the game. Don't overthink it. Boston, everything. Uh, I would go with them team, their team total over uh, and also lay an adjusted run line to get a nice plus price on that. Uh, a few more faces dropping into the comments. Lane's uh, joined us. Johnny Boy as well. Johnny Boy's used a price boost to get 120-1 to 1 on that Red Sox pick that we like. Uh, if the Red Sox can make a run, we're going to have quite a few excited DGENs. Um, over the next couple of months. So, yeah, good luck with that. Uh, 640 Eastern first pitch is the Milwaukee Brewers at the Philadelphia Phillies. Milwaukee, you've called an audible on me in the last half an hour. Uh, we have now Colin Rea um, slated a pitch for the Brewers and left-handed pitcher Christopher Sanchez will go for Philadelphia. It's plus 160 on the Brewers. It is minus 190 on the Phillies. Total is set at nine and a half. Um, Colin Rea, so yeah, I'm, Kind of handicapping rear on the fly here. I did have um, Wade Miley going, but um, he's been pushed back. Yeah, uh, five and four. Yeah, five and four on the year. Four seventy-one ERA for Colin Rear. He throws in the odd decent start. Uh, his last two road starts have actually been okay at Pittsburgh at New York Mets. Um, Thirteen innings, only gave up three earned runs. Uh, Christopher Sanchez has been pitching really well. I like him. He's zero and three. 
That's a 3.26 ERA. Um, gives up a home run, at least one in his last four starts. So you, if you can try and find a, a brewer that you like to hit it out. But he does have a low whip. So I think he's going to be all right to, to keep the brewers off the park. They might get a, a solo dinger, but that might be about it. Um, the Brewers don't hit left-handed pitching very well, uh, only hitting 227. It, it's hard to find a side here because the both teams are playing okay for a start. They're both 7-3 in the last 10. I would favour now um, Philly, but I don't want anything really to do with Sanchez at minus 190. I think the total is too high. I think Rhea can go okay, maybe five innings. And then they'll turn it over to that Brewers bullpen we mentioned yesterday. They are really very impressive, uh, so they can hold it together. Um, and Sanchez can have a good start. So all that up, uh, that adds up to a, to an under nine and a half for me, Scott. Yeah, I'm going to go with the under nine and a half as well. Uh, simply put, I just think that this number is a, a little bit too high, like you said. I'm not a fan of Rhea at all, but his last two road starts, he has been pretty solid. And you mentioned that Sanchez has good numbers. However, he's 0-3. And a big reason is because they don't give him any run support. Some pitchers just don't get it. And it does seem like Sanchez is constantly involved in some low-scoring games. And he's on the wrong side of them more often than not. But you're looking at Sanchez and the fact that he's a lefty. Milwaukee candidate left-handed pitching, which is a problem as well. I see a low-scoring game. Uh, even though I think Rhea eventually will get touched up a little bit, I'm hoping Milwaukee's bullpen can kind of limit the damage uh, after that happens. Give me some type of 5-3 game, something like that. But 9.5 does feel a little bit too high. I'm going to go with the under. Yeah, we'll settle for a 5-3 here. Scott Lonte? Yeah, so my handicap is probably all blown up because I had Miley going here too. But I was leaning to Milwaukee with Miley. But now, uh, I'm not 100% sure. I guess I would lean under with you guys. Milwaukee's had their offense look better, um, although they haven't scored the most runs in that Cincinnati series. I thought before that they would they looked pretty good. Um, it, like I said, I just it's hard for me. It was hard for me to pick a side here, so I'll just lean to the under. I really don't have much outside of um, you know the stuff that I prepared for Molly. So apologies on that side. But Philly is uh, hitting two forty five and, and two fifty seven at home uh, versus righty. So. It's, it's kind of hard for me to pick one, so I'm kind of on the fence here. So I'll lean to the under and Milwaukee at the plus money. For the record, minus 190 is a crazy price. Like, this should be closer to 150 as far as I'm concerned. 190 is insane. Yeah. Yeah, you can't put that. Christopher Sanchez, they'll put minus 190. It doesn't matter who you're playing. He's a, he's a minus 150 pitcher uh, in a good spot. Um, and we've had a, quite a lot of these this the last couple of weeks, and I think we've done really well in singling them out. Uh, pitches that we don't want to take those odds with. Um, we've been pretty sharp on that. Um, mm. Underdog Fantasy and Best Ball Mania 4 is here. Uh, Underdog Fantasy giving away $15 million in prizes. Underdog Picking is a great way to get down on your favourite MLB and NFL season player props. Loads of ways to win on Underdog, and Underdog is available in so many states. Head over to underdogfantasy.com. Use the promo code SGPN for a 100% deposit bonus up to $100. That's underdogfantasy.com, promo code SGPN. Uh, mentioning NFL, I've watched some of that quarterback thing on Netflix. Have you boys cast your eye over that yet? I did I've not, watched... but I heard it was good. Yeah, I haven't watched it yet, but I'm going to tune into it, though. Are you a fan or it's are you anti? Well, the problem I've got is it's all right. The access is great. The footage is great. The three blokes have got no personality between them. Just, <laughs> they've got no charisma. Like, Who is it? Is it Pat Cousins, Mahomes, and who else? Mariota. Yeah. So, what, what, what the fuck would they do, Mariota? That was the problem that I had with the idea of the show. Like, Cousins, okay, they made the playoffs. You know, he's getting paid a lot of money. Probably been a Pro Bowler a couple of times. Mahomes is on pace to be arguably the greatest quarterback of all time. So, of course, you want that access. I don't know what Mariota's doing there. Like, I, I don't understand how Mariota ended up getting yeah, the yeah. mic'd up se like section there on the show, but... I don't know. I saw that casting, and Mariota, I thought, was a typo the first time I heard the actual casting. <laughs> yeah. That doesn't make any sense. Yeah, but... well, Mahomes is kind of supposed to be the one who's a little Hearing bit yeah. out there. Yeah, yeah because because the way he plays, but his personality doesn't really reflect that. So you're expecting kind of a big personality and a bit of razzle-dazzle, and you don't really get that from him. Um, Kirk Cousins is, just makes me laugh as a typical sort of middle American uh, man, just very I, I heard Cousins personality wise was very likable in the show. The problem is you don't want him as your quarterback of your franchise. Ah, if he lived next but... door, 
no problem. Yeah. Like, he, he, I reckon he would mow my lawn. Like, I could go and borrow a cup of sugar off Kirk Cousins, no problem. Marcus Mariota is just like a big, sad robot. Fucking hell. He's got zero charisma at all. It's like, you could just power him down. You could put him on standby. He just, it's incredible. Um, so, yeah, I've enjoyed it. Uh, but, yeah, pick three better people, unless they're all like that. Like, um, yeah, Jamie, he's just pointed out that he's lost his job. The last one I just watched, Mariota just lost his job um, to uh, Ritter, is it? Uh, halfway yeah. through the season. So, yeah, I mean, it's fun for me to watch. But, yeah, I thought they could have picked I, I've, some. I've seen Ritter play. Uh, if you lose your job to Ritter, you, I, I got a question if you uh, have a real, real future in the NFL besides being a backup quarterback because I don't think Ritter is very good, simply put. No. So. Fair enough. I have no NFL takes. I enjoy it. I bet on it. I lose. Um, or I make Munaf put bets on for me. There, there are my uh, NFL options. But I'm very, uh, I'm very enthusiastic about it. Right, seven oh seven Eastern first pitch is the San Diego Padres and the Toronto Blue Jays. You Darvish for San Diego and Jose Barrios for Toronto. Close on the books. Minus one oh five the Padres. Plus one fifteen the Blue Jays. Total of nine. Lonte, did you split them? Yes, yeah, so I'm going to go with Toronto here. Although. This is my motto. I've been saying it for both of these teams can't be trusted at any point. As soon as they start looking good and, and you start believing, they let you down. But Toronto at home plus money and Darvish. Do you still have Darvish? I just want to make sure this, this hasn't yeah. changed. Darvish and Barrios. Darvish. Yeah. Okay. Cool. I just want to make sure. Yeah. So um, yeah, I'm gonna go with Toronto here at plus money. I don't trust Darvish on the road at all. Um, he was nails versus Philly, but season long he hasn't been good on the road. Four plus earned runs in three of his last four road starts. Toronto has won four straight, eight of their last ten. Offensively, they've been running pretty well, five-plus in their last three. Uh, San Diego also is hitting 208 versus righties on the road. Uh, so I think their struggles continue. Uh, they also struggle on the road, period, 19 and 27. Uh, and that brings me to an over, which um, I basically parlay into the Toronto. Both teams, five-plus runs in three of their last five games. Um Barrios a bit inconsistent, but of course he's better at home. Two earned runs in three of his last four. He hasn't. He has allowed a decent amount of contact, so that's why I'm leaning to the over. Um, he's pitching deep into innings, six plus in four of his last six. Um, I think plus money at home with Toronto team that's playing pretty good baseball. Again, I, I know that they're kind of Jekyll and Hyde, but both of these teams are. So I'll take the. I'll take the home dog here. Uh, I, I like the offense. I think we get a high-scoring game here. I could I think we could see like an 8-6 type of game here. Yeah, I took the Blue Jays as well. Um, and it was a question of which pitcher is better. Um, Darvish was okay last time, but I think Berrios, I trust more overall. And Toronto are in slightly better form. And that was it. It was a fairly simple handicap. A uh, bit of a coin toss on the book, so that I'll take the plus money uh, on the Blue Jays at plus 115, Scott. Yeah, I'm going to go with the plus money. I don't trust either team, so I'm not going to lay with either team. But Darvish, I've roasted uh, for his performances this season. He was good last time out, though, so he kind of made me eat those words. But Barrios has been a lot better at home than on the road. To go through his home numbers, he has a 2.83 ERA compared to a 3.41 ERA in general. So his home road splits are pretty noticeable. On top of that, last two starts, 12 and a third, one total run allowed. So he's been in good form. But Darvish, I know he was good last time out, still not overly sold on him as a pitcher so far this season. Give me Toronto at plus money. I don't trust either team, so I'll take the plus money. Next is a 7-0-7 Eastern first pitch between the last place New York Yankees and the LA Angels. Uh, Carlos Rodon, uh, left-handed pitcher, will go for the last place New York Yankees. Uh, the LA Angels, uh, we have Jaime Berea, officially TBD, but I've got Jaime Berea going. Um, but as a result of that, uh, no odds. So um, the Angels hosting the um, last place New York Yankees, Scott. How do you feel about this? Well, this one's tricky because I don't know who's pitching for the Angels, and I can guarantee you Bree is not going to close again, so maybe he's going to start. But still, <laughs> I think when you're looking at this matchup, the Yankees should be a decent favorite because Rodon is still getting a price like he's in prime form when he's made basically three starts this entire season. And he has not been very good in the first two. He was okay against Chicago, got shelled in Coors Field. I'm not shocked by that one. I actually had the Rockies' money line in that game, uh, plus 180. But I'm going to lean to the Angels. Uh, just simply put, the Yankees can't hit. And you're looking at how the game unfolded yesterday, and they found a way to blow it again. 
They gave up a home run to Otani because King threw a fastball right down the middle, and they can't score in extras because they can't move runners over, they don't get clutch hitting, and they really don't do much well offensively. Uh, Anytime you give up 12 strikeouts to Griffin Canning, you might want to fire your new hitting coach and bring in the third guy. Uh, But the Sean Casey hire has not worked. The team's been a mess. Once again, as a Yankees fan, I'm just being honest about the whole situation. I actually agree with Boone about not walking uh, Otani. I actually agree with it. I just think that King made a terrible pitch. Uh, I don't mind the actual decision-making in itself. But I do think, once again, to look at this actual matchup, I'm going to lean to the Angels because Rodon should be a favorite in this matchup. But I think because of that, I don't trust Rodon enough and the Yankees enough to actually lay in this matchup. I will also add that even though the Yankees, once again, are in last place in a pretty good division, I, th- I see things getting worse a lot sooner than things are going to get better. The Angels aren't good, but at least they've been fighting recently. They've shown some pride offensively. I'll link to the Angels. I want nothing to do with the Yankees right now, and that's really my handicap. So assuming the Yankees will be laying a decent number with Rodon's reputation carrying the way, I don't think his reputation is currently, I'd say, accurate compared to his current form. With that being said, I think Rodon's overvalued. I'm going to go with the Angels. Um, I don't know why Griffin Cannon was catching strays there from you, Scott. He's, uh, we, I like Griffin him. Cannon has never been known for being a massive strikeout pitcher. 12 strikeouts in less than six innings is insane. For Griffin <laughs> yeah, Cannon? <laughs> yeah. I just thought you might have other things to worry about. Griffin five, five and two-thirds, that means you're striking out more than two batters an inning. Yeah, Griffin Cannon. It is, the, it is the Yankees we're talking about here. <laughs> the uh, the hundred and twenty something pitches Yankees. yesterday, which is also crazy. They really gave him the entire workload there. But Griffin Canning, once again, that's over two strikeouts an inning. It's one thing if that's Burns, or if you're throwing in a, like a cr- prime Chris Sale, like a strikeout heavy pitcher. But you're getting torched <laughs> by Canning. You got some problems. Uh, Scott, you make me giggle. Um, uh, Berea, I quite liked Berea last year. He was he was quite handy to back in some spots. However, um, that's kind of gone away. Obviously, we know what happened the other night when he tried to close it. They're going to put him at the other end of the game this time and see what happens. But I can't get behind him at all. Um, I've written down the New York Yankees, but thankfully, I kind of don't have to make a pick because we've got no lines. So that's a bit of an easy cop-out. But um, it's, a, it's a Yankees lean for me. But yeah, it's hard to trust either of these, Lonte. Yeah, um... I'm going to go with the Yankees depending on the number, but I mean, I'm not really, you know, like excited about it, but um, I just think that both teams are bad right now, but I would take the Yankees bad versus the Halos bad. Are the Angels that bad now? They, they <laughs> were bad. pretty bad they're, before they're, the they're All-Star still, break. They're still bad, bro. They're still bad. They're, they're not good, the, but... And the second you put right. any kind of faith in them, that's when they're going to do something shit to you. You know this. Yeah, I, I, don't, I, don't, I can't trust... I, I think that, Scott, we are better aligned to be the better bad team here. I don't, think. I don't think the Angels are a good team, but I will point out at least they've been performing better lately. The Yankees are on that classic West Coast road trip they go on every year where they just lose a bunch of games. Yeah. Happens every year. Yeah. So but you gonna, mean, no, go ahead. it's mostly value. I just don't want to lay a big number with Rodon who's made two starts this season. Yeah, and I bet on Rodon his first two starts lost both of them. Um so I'm just gonna double down and get my money back on on the run line here. And I'll go to I'll go to the under. I, I both offenses struggling big time right now. Big just to time. be clear, that's tripling down, right? Because you already lost the double down. Yeah, well, maybe I play like a third for unit on the first one. Okay. Just saying, if it's the third time, then I don't know if that's doubling. Yeah, but well, well, I'll yeah, I'll quadruple it. Okay, there we go. <laughs> there, we go. there we go. Okay, you stop bickering, you two. Um, seven ten Eastern first pitch is the Chicago White Sox at the New York Mets. Tuki Toussaint, Toussaint, Toussaint uh, for the White Sox, and Justin Verlander goes for the New York Mets. Lines are, let's find them. Uh. Minus 200 on the Mets with Verlander, sorry. Plus 170 on the White Sox with Toussaint and a total of eight and a half. Um, Lonte, uh, Tiki Toussaint was like, yeah, he's been the the sleeper SP in fantasy baseball for about 15 years. And then he disappears for vast swathes of time. And he's back all of a sudden. So um, can he put together a little run, do we think? Uh, probably not. Not against Verlander. 
Not, I okay. mean, I, I think Verlander is pretty much an auto bet at home. Um, he's allowed more than one earned run once in his last six home starts. Uh, his walks have been a bit of an issue his last two starts. So I was watching his last start. He didn't have command early on, but he kind of settled in. Uh, he walked six batters, if I'm not mistaken, in his last start. Um, nine combined. So he walked three in his, in his um, previous before the six. Uh, I don't trust the White Sox offense, um, so it shouldn't be an issue for Verlander anyway. Uh, the Mets should get back on track here. Um, they're at home where they're 500. White Sox on the opposite end, losers of six of their last 10. They struggle as an underdog, 19 and 30 on the road, 21 and 37 as a dog. Pretty simple here for me, man. I, I like Verlander at home. I- I'll lay the I'll lay the run line and the um and the money line here. I think Verlander at home is going to shut out this team. I could see a 4-0 uh, Mets win here. Um, okay, like that, Scott. Yeah, I'm going to lean to the under, but I also do want to go with the White Sox potential team total under in this game, or the first five team total under. I've been preaching Verlander at home for a month, and he keeps pitching very, he keeps pitching well at home, so he's not doing anything to make me change my mind. But Verlander doesn't always get the run support at home, but he pitches well, and that's good enough for me. So I think the White Sox are going to struggle uh, throughout this game whenever he's in the game. Maybe, you know, show all their cause and adventure again with the bullpen, and maybe they blow it. But I do think when you're looking at this actual matchup, Toussaint, I liked for Atlanta when he was with them a couple years ago, but it was mostly a streaky bit of runs there for Toussaint. He was really good for a month, then really bad for a month. And then it was kind of back and forth, and then he kind of went off the grid. He's been fine this year, but that's kind of the same pitcher that he's always been, and Verlander at home has been nails. So I'll go with the uh, first five team total under for the White Sox. Probably a one and a half. I'm not really concerned by it. Five innings, I'll dare you to score two runs against Verlander in City Field. Uh, I think that it's probably going to be 2-1, something like that after five. So I'll go with the Mets. Maybe first five minus a half, but I do like that White Sox first five team total under. Was um was he on the was Tucson on the roster when they won the, the championship? No, uh, it was uh, that was that was before that. Okay, cool. I, I don't believe so. Uh, from what I remember, he's probably he on the IL. Like he's been on the IL about seventy five percent of the time over the last three or four years. So he, was, he might have been a brave. That uh, wouldn't surprise me actually, um, but I, I don't think he was active. Did he stop off with the Angels? I think I, 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 gotta yeah, I thought it was a stopgap in between, but I couldn't think of the team. And I thought I remember him pitching against um, against the team I was betting against, I was betting on him, and he was he got fucking okay. Destroyed. So I, th- I think you're actually destroyed. right. I think he actually did win a championship because he was on the Braves in 2021. He was on the Angels though, that I remember in 2022. So that was the last year the Astros won the whole thing. And this year he's been on Cleveland and on the White Sox. So technically he did win a ring. I don't know if he was – I doubt he was on the playoff roster, but I'm sure he got a nice ring anyway. So he did win a championship. Yeah, I thought so. I mean, this game's a, a classic example of why betting baseball is so tricky because we've all handicapped the game exactly the same way. And we've come up with three different bets. Um, you've You've – it's one thing sort of getting the handicap right, but then you've still got to make the right selection. My selection is going to be the first five under. Um, again, you've both handicapped Verlander to death. I like it. But I don't mind Tucson. He's been going okay in long relief um, or short starts. And we know the Mets aren't hitting great. So you said, Lonte, this could be a four to nothing game. Scott, you like the White Sox first five under. And I'm going to take the uh, the first five under for both sides so um, three different ways of skinning the same cat here uh, so yeah pay your money and take your choice 7-10 Eastern first pitch is the San Francisco Giants at the Cincinnati Reds Ross Stripling for San Francisco and Graham Ashcraft hooray, for the Cincinnati Reds plus 110 on Ashcraft minus 130 with the Giants with a total of 11 uh, Ross Stripling is 0-2 on the year with a 6-1-1 ERA um, Underwhelming is the word I've used for Stripling here. Um, generally be going as an opener, although he did get to four and two thirds last time. That's by far the uh, the most batters he's faced. Um, generally shorter than that. The Giants were going along okay in these bullpen games, um, but that's waned a little bit since. Uh, Graham Ashcraft, we picked him last week. Oh, sorry, I picked him last week. The little clip got tweeted out. And again, just harking back to that White Sox-Mets game, handicapped it properly um, and didn't win because Ashcraft, they, they, they lost the game one to nothing um, to, to Milwaukee. He, he pitched six innings, was five hits, two walks, one earned run, 
got absolutely no help. Um, so I feel like it was the right pick. Came down on the wrong side. He's had three great starts in a row here. I have got no choice but to try again. Uh, Graham Ashcraft in the Cincinnati Reds at plus 110, Scott. Yeah, plus 110 is really the selling point for me. I'm going to go with yeah. Ashcraft. I think I'm going to go with the first five, though, because I really hate that Cincinnati bullpen. And the Giants bullpen is one of the better ones in the league. Uh, Doval's probably going to either lead the league in saves or be close to it. So I don't exactly want to go against the uh, Giants bullpen. But I do have to point out I like the under in this game. The Reds forgot how to hit, just simply put. Yeah. I mean, you're looking at how they've done since the All-Star break. And they've scored a total of three runs in their first three games uh, since the All-Star break. They were in the middle of a game yesterday, which officially resumed about five minutes ago. They only had two runs in the first seven innings of that game. So they weren't performing well offensively there either. That was more excusable because Logan Webb was pitching, and Webb has been very, very good lately. But still, the point is Cincinnati threw... Uh, just doing the math quickly in my head here. So that's 18 innings, that's 27 innings, and that's basically 34. They scored five runs in 34 innings since the All-Star break, and this total is going to be at 11 or 10 and a half. Yeah. I, I can't take it over here. The Reds forgot how to hit. Ashcraft's been good. I'll go with the under. But I do like that first five with Cincinnati <laughs> because I really don't trust that bullpen at all. First five under two, uh, but once again, I am aware Stripling is more of an opener, and he's not very good. But I do like Ashcraft at plus money, and I do think that looking at that total, it is a little bit too high. I'm going to go with the under. Yeah, that's a, that's a strong argument, that, Scott. I've got nothing against that at all. Lunty? Yeah, I think this line is crazy. I, I think Cincinnati should be favored here and getting plus money. I'm usually not the biggest you know, Ashcraft believer, but I mean, plus uh, well, money. you won with Burns last time out because uh, he had <laughs> I mean, I, mean, I didn't want to, I didn't want to bring, I didn't want to bring it up. I don't like, I don't like boasting, you know, both of you guys were against me, but you know, well, the point is one nothing because Burns pitched a jam. <laughs> that was the point. I mean, yeah. That, that's, that's, t- that's how I drew it up, Scott. That's how, that's how, uh, that's how I drew it up. <laughs> I had it, I had it on the, on the handicap one zero now, nah, but uh, I'll, I'll just side. Um, I mean, they're using the opener. I know San Francisco is good in openers, but you guys mentioned it. Stripling's, I mean, He's not like the he's not Manaya, you know. I, I would trust Manaya over over him, you know, to stretch out the game. But I mean, they're hitting two hundred two versus righties in their last ten, three point seven hits. They're not even hitting the ball against righties um, as of late, as of their current form. Um, I, I think this is a crazy price. I'm not even going to lie to you. I, I'd lay one and a half with Cincinnati. Um, they've covered six of the last ten run lines, twenty eight and nineteen on the run line at home. Give me Cincinnati on the. Um, on the run line, the opposite run line, one uh, minus one and a half, and I'll take them plus the one ten at home. Probably going to be my lock of the show. Um, yeah, that Monday game has restarted. The Giants were in a good position. They had two runners on, one out, and they have failed to push them across. So that's gone mid eight, I think now, uh, with the score at two two. Seven twenty Eastern first pitches. The Arizona Diamondbacks at the Atlanta Braves. Ryan Nelson for Arizona, and Uncle Charlie Morton will go for Atlanta, who are minus two ten at home. Plus 180 on the Snakes, and the total is set at 10. Scott? Yeah, I'm going to go with the Braves' run line. I'm not going to try to reinvent the wheel here. Morton's been better lately, uh, and I think that Arizona we've seen, once again, is kind of starting to fall apart. I'm going to group them with Miami. It's kind of just the same script, isn't it? I mean, they were playoff teams that looked like they were going to compete for something, potentially, and the All-Star break came around and they fell off a cliff. I feel like it's a pretty similar comp, but I do think when you're looking at Nelson's numbers this year, he's left a lot to be desired, at least for me. I don't think he's particularly good. He's had moments this season, but for the most part, he has been quite underwhelming. He's been pretty good on the road, though, this season, but... Uh, the Diamondbacks have lost his last two starts by a combined score of 16-2. to two. Uh, Last two starts, he was good last time out, but he gives up a lot of hits. He's given up nine hits in each of his last two starts, so a lot of guys can get on base. And when you're against the Braves, you definitely don't want to give up nine hits. So I'm going to go with the Braves' run line here at home. I like Morton. I really don't like the current form of Arizona. Give me the Braves' run line. Yeah, exactly the same. They're, they're too hard to oppose in this situation. Um, and the run line looks by far the safest play for me. I'll take the same pick, Lonte. Yeah, I'll make it three for three. Uh, I just don't like the way Arizona's playing right now. Uh, two, and, two and eight on the run line in the last 10. Um, I just I just don't think that they'll be able to do much against Atlanta and, and this offense. I mean, Nelson has been fine, like you mentioned, Scott, but you, you basically laid it out for me. Like, he's allowing a ton of hits. Now, you, you're playing the wrong team allowing nine hits. If you want to allow nine hits against Atlanta, they're probably going to score, 
you know, 12, 13 points. So I like Atlanta here. It's pretty simple for me. I like them on the run line. Eight or five Eastern first pitch is the Washington Nationals at the Chicago Cubs. Uh, off the board, this one. Uh, officially TBD for Washington. I've seen Trevor Williams. I see Trevor Williams every night for Washington. Uh, for the Chicago Cubs, it's Kyle Hendricks. Um, but yeah, no lines at all. I don't know if it's worth handicapping Williams at this point because um, they will change it. Five and five, 442 ERA. Um, he goes along just below average. Um, three or four earned runs. He gives up some homers. It's got a 466 road ERA. Um, I think uh, it's always good to look at a pitcher's record in uh, Wrigley because it's quite un- a unique environment. Nine appearances um, in Wrigley. Two and six with a 650 ERA. So I think we've got some um, key indicators here. In those nine appearances, he's walked three batters five times and he's walked two batters twice. Um, Kyle Hendricks uh, just hasn't has it lately at all. Uh, ten and one third in his last two games, he's given up nine earned runs, including six uh, um, homers. So, depending on the weather, I'll be looking at some player props here. We'll get we'll go over on that Trevor Williams K prop if indeed he does turn up. If not, um, we depending on Scott might have some weather for us. Scott was good with the weather yesterday, um, but yeah, we'll take some runs if it's still blowing out again because um, both could go wild. Some homers for for Washington, maybe Candelario. Um, I normally give out so and. Alex Cole, possibly. Um, but yeah, that, that's about all I've got for this one, Scott. Yeah, so the weather, of course, the most important factor here at Wrigley. And unfortunately, I'm looking at Ballpark Pal, and I see a bunch of arrows in very, very different directions. So you have the normal straight-out arrow, then you have the diagonal going in, and then you have the left arrow. So the wind is all over the place, so I don't even know what that's supposed to mean. But either way, swirling. I'm really, it's swirling. Yeah, it's swirling. That's what it seems like to me. So I'm hoping it's going to swirl towards an over because I don't exactly trust <laughs> uh, the pitchers in this matchup here. Uh, Williams, if he's ac- if he's actually pitching, I feel like he's supposed to been pitching for the last three days, and he, mm-hmm. maybe he's going to pitch in this one. But he's not been great lately, and he does have some problems giving up some fly balls, and that could be a problem in this matchup. Hendricks, I faded the last start against Bello. That worked out well. Uh, Hendricks got shelled. He gave up a lot of home runs. But I do think when you're looking at this overall matchup, I was on the over yesterday uh, in the matchup between Gore and Smiley with the wind blowing out. Crazy line. That was like eight and a half or nine, and that flew over. But I see a lot of runs in this game. Williams given up 19 home runs this year, and with the wind blowing out for part of the game, that might be good enough to get a couple of home runs across. Hendricks pitches the contact. Once again, the wind might be swirling, which might make things difficult. I'll be on the over. This game feels like it's going to have a total of like eight and a half or something because the wind is so unpredictable. They might just put it eight and a half or nine. And I feel like that's going to be a little bit too low for me. Both bullpens also not very good. So I'm going to go with the over. Yeah, I feel that like I've spent an unhealthy amount of time with the uh, Trevor Williams stat news page over <laughs> over the last few days. Uh, Lonte, do you have much on this? I got nothing. Uh, I, I, didn't hey. see any, I didn't see any pictures. I, didn't, I don't even want to bet this game no matter who's pitching. So um, I'll probably lean to the over. But outside of that, nothing at all. I will point out for player props, though, I'll be all over Bellinger, who's been really good. I don't know if he's doing it because he wants to get traded, and this is his audition tape, but he's been very good for the last couple of weeks. I am a little bit out on lane. Uh, Thomas has been very good to me for about a month or so. Recently, he's been really bad, and I believe he went 0 for 5 yesterday with three strikeouts. He wasn't even close on most of his at-bats. I'm going to pump the brakes on Lane until he turns it around. I do like Condelario, though. I think Condelario's been swinging a good bat. He's been solid. Maybe you can get a Dominic Smith performance where he plays pretty well here, but for Lane, I'm going to pump the brakes. It was a great run while it lasted, but it does seem like he's now on a downswing, so I'm going to stay away. Yeah, Scott, I can think of a team in the Bronx that he's a left-hand power hitter in the lineup. Are you on Dom Smith back in New York? No, I'm talking about Bellinger. I, I was joking. Yeah. No, I was going to say. What the <laughs> I, I, I know. I know you're talking about Bellinger. Yeah, I know. <laughs> oh, shit. That's funny. Um, TBDVG has given up Christopher Morell as a possibility. Uh, that's also a great typo. If you've put um, Liam Thomas as a typo because he went 0 and 5 by accident. I kind of um, like it, though. If that's yeah, it's a great nickname. Yeah, well done. You should be. Uh, it's a headline writer's dream, that Liam Thomas, when he's done something. Uh, good effort, Trev. Um, Eight tennis and first pitch is the penultimate game on the show. It is the Detroit Tigers at the Kansas City Royals. Uh, we have two left-handed pitches going for the Tigers. It is Eduardo Rodriguez for Kansas City. 
Um, we have Ryan Yarbrough. Lions minus 150 on Detroit, plus 120 on KC. And the total is set at eight. I am still calling Kansas City, Kansas City. Uh, Lonte, how is this going to go? Yeah, so I think Detroit should be north of, of 150. Um, I, I like Rodriguez a lot. Uh, he's been solid. Two earned runs or less in nine of his last 11. Uh, on, on the road, he's went five straight, allowing two earned or less. So, I mean, Kansas City is a train wreck. Uh, I mean, Scott, you mentioned him earlier as, you know, being a bottom team, 14 and 34. Um, oh, well, I got I got the road numbers mixed up. I'm sorry. They've lost eight of the last 10. I'll, the 14 and 34 is them on the road. So I'm sorry. I mean, it's them at home. Um, they lost eight of the last 10. Uh, I think it's a high variance game. Either Detroit blows them out, wins by margin, or they lose. So with that being said, I'm going to take the higher variance. They got a better pitcher. Uh, he pitched well against Kansas City back on May 23rd. He had two earned runs. Um, but he did allow – he did allow eight hits. Uh, that kind of worries me. Um, but again, I, I think he can get that down with how they're uh, with what form Kansas City's in. He also has seven plus K's in three of his last four games. So I like Rodriguez a lot, man. I think he. Sh- I think this should be my, you know minus one seventy ish. So I'll take them on the run line. Uh, I think, like I said, I think it's a high variance game. Either they win by you know three or four runs, or they lose the game. So I'll take the run line bigger bang for my book. Okay, high variance for Lonte Scott. What? Do you think? Yeah, for this one, I know Yarborough has not been great this season. Rodriguez has been solid, but he was just injured for a couple of months. For this one, I'm going to go with the under. Uh, I was on the under in the first game of the series. I actually had the first five under as my YouTube play, and that got there. Shout out to Jordan Wiles for cheating yesterday. Did me a solid there with the spider tack, but he did pitch pretty well. Uh, you're looking at – I don't know if you guys know what I'm talking about or not, but anyway – uh, he pitched well. Both offenses, though, are bottom five in the league. They can't hit, just simply put. So I don't trust either offense to do anything. Rodriguez might pitch well in this game. Wouldn't shock me, but I'm, I'll be on the under again. I like the under in the game on Tuesday, so we'll see how the game today goes because I like the under, too, with Lynch uh, taking on. I forgot who's pitching for Detroit, but I like the under in that game, too. Uh, but I, I just don't trust either offense. These teams stink, and there's a good reason why I have a hard time putting faith in either offense to do anything, let alone both. So I'll go with the under once again in this game. Uh, once again, I'm hoping that Lyle's got some spider attack to share with his teammates, and maybe that can help Yarborough perform well. But I do think, once again, this total's a bit high. I'll lean to the under. Yeah, I mean, A-Rod's the obvious way to go here, but... Um, I don't think taking the Tigers at minus 140 is a sensible policy in the long term, so I won't be doing that. Um, it was, school, I won't it was take... school ball today. That's what I was thinking. I like the under and the school yeah. ball too. So, yeah, there's yeah. been a lot of noise about school around today, actually. Um, it's really the offenses for me. They're just really, really bad. They're two bottom five offenses in the league. I'm not going to pick them to come together and score runs. Yeah, I agree. Neither of them hit lefties particularly well. 235 for Detroit, KC, 245. So, yeah, first five under, same pick. Uh, we might get overlaid run. I think we'll be deeper into the pens by uh, by this, by this Wednesday at the end of this series. Um, so we could get interesting late on. But, yeah, just a slow burner here. Um, and um, Detroit maybe on the money line early. But, yeah, not much. I'll take the first five under. I just think it's going to be a slow burner between two low-quality offences, as Scott says. The final game is a 9-4 Eastern first pitch between the Minnesota Twins and the Seattle Mariners. We have Kendra Maeda for Minnesota. We have Luis Castillo for Seattle, who are minus 155 at home. Uh, the Twins on the road are plus 135 with a total, a low total of seven. Scott, finish us off with a winner. So Maeda, I've kind of been on lately uh, because he has been quietly pretty good. Uh, having said that, to go through his last couple of outings, he was not very good against Oakland last time out. Three innings, three earned. Walked four guys, so his command was kind of all over the place. Maybe a walk prop might be worth something in this game. Castillo, of course, made the all-star team, and then he did not perform well at all against Detroit. In fact, Detroit kind of shelled him in that one. So each pitcher is off of a lackluster performance, and this total seven. I'm going to be on the over. I think this number is just too low on principle. I don't trust the bu- the uh, bullpens either. Uh, I saw Seattle's bullpen try to blow the game in the ninth inning because Kepler hit that three-run homer, and they held on to win the game anyway. But I don't trust the bullpens. Each starter was not very good last time out. Seven just feels a little bit too low for me. I'm going to go with the over. If it's 3-3, you're guaranteed a minimum push in extras. So I think each team can get the three in this spot. I'll link to the over. 
Okay, fair enough, uh, Lonte. Yeah, I'm with, I'm on it over also. I'm kind of on the fence about both teams uh, as a whole. Uh, I was fading Seattle for a while. Uh, they kind of lost me a few dollars, so I kind of shelled back. There's 25 and 21 to the over on the season. The Twins' offense has picked up. Um, they went over in seven of the last ten. Um, so I, you know, if you you know eight, if you had an early number in the Baltimore game, so they're pretty they're going pretty uh, well to the over. Uh, Castillo record wise isn't great. But he's been okay, uh, like Scott mentioned. His main issue is he's allowing so many home runs. He's allowed multi-home run games in four of his last five and at least one home run in six of his last seven. So he has to get that under control because Minnesota is a top eight team when they're hitting home runs. So that's another reason why I like the over in this game. I think it's way too low. Um, and after the Link- Yankees blasted Maeda, He's been like locked in three earned runs or less in his last four starts. Uh, I think Scott brought that up too. So I'm going to go with the over here. I, I don't have a real good feel for the side, but I think the number is too short. I'm, I'm with Scott on the over. Yeah, I totally agree. I'm making the team right on the over. I lean Seattle for the game. Um, Castillo at home um, is a recipe for Seattle to get some wins on the board. They're still pretty unreliable. Problem with Minnesota is you know, they, they can't seem to put a streak together at all. They haven't won four straight since April the 4th. So they can put a couple of wins together, but they never do enough to sort of, to, to gain a real bit of momentum. But yeah, there was poor at Oakland last time. We, we talked about making Scott were quite keen on him and he's let us down a little bit. But um, yeah, that seven is just a, just a half run too short. So yeah, I'll happily take the over. Um, And I think, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, that has got us uh, to the end of the 15 games. So uh, lock and dog time and Lonte, uh, you can lead us off. Yeah, sure. I'll stay right here with the with the game we just broke down. I'm gonna go with the mini with uh, the Twins in Seattle over. I mean, just just broke it down, so I won't go uh, into detail too much with that. Um, as far as the that's gonna be my lock. As for my dog, I'm gonna go with Cincinnati here. I think the line is ridiculous. I think Cincinnati should be favored. Um, so I'll take them as a small pup at home. I would take the adjusted line and minus one and a half them, and you can get some plus money. I, I just think San Francisco. I know they're throwing an opener. I know they usually perform well in openers, but I think Cincinnati can get back on track here. Um, uh, they're, they're batting 202 versus righties, like I said. They're not even hitting the ball well. 3.7 hits per nine uh, in, in a 10-game stretch. Uh, so give me Cincinnati with Ashcraft on the mound. Uh, he's been good in his last two starts. Uh, so give me Cincinnati on the adjusted run line. But just for the, the you know, for this sake, in case you can't find that, I'll go with the plus 110 if, the, if that's the number you, see, you still see. Yep, absolutely is, Lonte. Thank you very much, Scott. Yeah, for my luck on this one, I'm not going to reinvent the wheel. Give me Bellow, uh, minus one and a half. Simply put, I think that you're going to end up seeing him pitch well. Bellow's made me a lot of money this year. He's probably been my favorite starting pitcher this entire year, just in terms of betting, because he's been undervalued all year, and he's made me, once again, a lot of money. So I'm going to keep backing him. Oakland's been a mess. They can't pitch. They can't hit. They can't do anything right. Boston's been great. Uh, that's why they're suddenly in the playoff picture again and why they're no longer in the last place. But I think you're going to see the Red Sox once again perform well. I'm curious what the price is going to be because they are the road team, and I believe they were minus 220. So this might be a little bit expensive. might be minus 150, minus 140. I still like it uh, just based on the fact that Waldachuk has really not been good. So I'm going to go with the Red Sox run line. I think they bury Oakland in this one, probably winning by three-plus runs. But give me the Red Sox run line as my lock. And for my dog, I'm going to go with the Reds' first five money line in this one. Uh, Maybe first five minus a half if you want to get bold with it. But Ashcraft, I do really like. I think he's just a very solid pitcher, at least based on current form. And you're looking at stripling and whatever concoction the Giants are going to come up with for their pitching early on. I'm not sold on it. The Reds have been a really bad offensive team lately, but the talent is still there. And once again, Ashcraft's been solid. It's really just a bad line. I think you're going to end up seeing the Reds uh, probably only give up one or two runs early on because Ashcraft has been solid. And I think Stripling's going to potentially get shelled here. I see Jay Millie's telling me that the Red Sox minus one and a half is around minus 130. Even better. I'll take that. So my lock will be the Red Sox minus one and a half and minus 130. My dog will be the Reds. First five money line or minus half a run, whatever you want, and they'll be winning after five. So we'll see how that goes. Um, Ellie Dela Cruz has been caught stealing, uh, trying to nick a win in the bottom of the ninth uh, for Cincinnati. Um, I'll make Cincinnati a triple dog here then. Um, plus 110. It's not a big price dog. I had a few others to choose from, uh, but I love this Cincinnati again. 
you've just outlined it all, uh, both of you. Um, so, yeah, plus 110 for the Reds. And for my luck, I'm going to go to the total, and it's under nine and a half in the Brewers-Phillies game. Um, Sanchez shouldn't be minus 190, but I think he can go okay. Milwaukee's still not hitting great, although a little bit better against lefties recently, according to Trev. But I don't mind Colin Ray. I think he can go okay. Um, four, four, one, four, two, maybe. He can get through and then hand it over uh, to this solid bullpen. And I just think nine and a half is too big a number. Um, and like I say, Cincinnati for my dog. Um, and we are done. Uh, Scott, anything you need to tell the people about before we crack on? Uh, not really. Uh, just been busy with some podcasts. I know later in the week, the NBA shall be back with some division preview stuff. So stay tuned for the offseason content there. Uh, still got tennis, of course. Should be back again in a couple of days for that. But yeah, just keep them busy. Nice. Uh, Lonte, what's, um, what are the plans for Florida? Uh, man, just going to enjoy the weather. It's actually been raining here the past few days. But, Which, part? Uh, yeah. Which part are you at? Uh, I'm in Tampa. Oh, nice. Oh, yeah, nice. so uh, we're, we're in Tampa. You can probably and, see a uh, Rays game for like $3. <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> They're giving away tickets, you know? Yeah, so I'm going to be uh, probably in a casino playing some blackjack for uh, an absurd amount of time. They have, they have legal sports betting now, right? Uh, do they? I'm not sure. I thought that I think, they recently so. passed something. Um, that they, they, might have, they might have. It just probably hasn't been implemented yet, like as far as being able to uh, like actually bet, because they did that in North Carolina, and we still can't bet. I was going to say that you might want to look into that. You might actually be able to bet again in Florida. Okay, yeah, I'll check, I'll check that out for sure. Definitely will check that out. Okay, cool. Um, Women's World Cup starts on Thursday, so if you've got nothing better to do in six minutes' time, get across the, the podcast. Let's go Germany. Yes, <laughs> is the correct answer. Scott knows uh, Germany. Uh, but we're going to do the, uh, the pick show for the first few games. Like I say, on YouTube, Premier League Gambling Podcast, in six minutes' time. Uh, so I've just got time just to make a cup of tea and then Megan Baz will make. So I enjoyed handicapping the games, actually. Um, a lot of the big hitters are playing the USA play on Saturday. I think they take on Vietnam. Uh, <laughs> it was a revenge game. I don't know. Um, so, yeah, loads of good stuff there. Looking forward to that. Um, good luck with your baseball picks. Cheers, everyone who joined us. Um, until the next time, we will see you down the road. Cheers. Cheers.